So today we are going to be talking to Rocky Collier. Hey everyone, welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-typical careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host, Angela Gardner. Thanks for joining us today. What's really exciting about Rocky is that I don't know very many women who have chosen to step into the development role in our industry. And so she's very passionate about learning more and doing more in development in her sector. And I think it's super cool because it's such a niche. Uh, There's not a lot of women that are doing it. I haven't met very many and I'm blessed to get to meet a lot of people. And so I love that she's got the tenacity and the um, wherewithal and the drive to just move it forward because that's what she wants to do. So I love that about her. Um, I'm going to let Angela read her bio and then we're going to just start drilling you with questions. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is going to be a fun conversation. Yes, it is. Yes. Raquel Coyer is the president of Caliber Real Estate. Raquel's ongoing projects include the development of land and multifamily apartments and the management of over 200,000 square feet of commercial real estate. She graduated from Clemson University, where she studied English with an emphasis on writing plus publication studies and real estate development. Raquel operates a food media company highlighting Greenville, South Carolina's restaurants with her dog, Denim, in her free time. Hello, Rocky. I love that name of your dog. That is so cute. You got me blushing. He's the sweetest. And you just got him right during COVID, I think. Yeah, or... during COVID. Oh, he's yeah, a his birthday's coming up in May. Oh, and what kind of dog is he? He's a blue pit bull. Oh, he's very pretty. pretty. Thank yes. you. It's like the general name is a pit bull, but he's really a Stafford Terrier. That's what he really is. Ah, I bet he's beautiful. Oh, yeah. He is so cute. So let's get started and find out more about Rocky. (laughs) I know, I know. So choosing to go from writing, and I didn't even realize you did publication studies too, and then jumping into development. Like what took you on that path? Paint the picture for us. Painting the picture goes a little bit like this. When I originally went to Clemson, I was studying chemistry. That was just because I thought I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. And if I'm going to be honest with y'all, the only reason I chose that is because I was in high school and I Googled highest paying job in America. And it was <laughs> anesthesiologist. That's hilarious. My daughter did that too. Yeah. So I was like, okay, chemistry it is. Went there, failed a whole lot. Did not like it, did not enjoy it. And I had to have a moment with myself and I'm like, okay, well, what do I really like? What do you enjoy? And it came back to media as far as like broadcasting, telling stories and stuff. So I ended up majoring in English. I couldn't get into communication. So that's why I have that emphasis in writing and publication studies, because that's what that is. Oh, okay. While I was in college, I started DJing because it's something that I always knew I'd be good at. But I was like, hmm, dare I actually try to get paid for doing this? So I started DJing and that was my taste of entrepreneurship and I loved it so much. And so that's probably like my sophomore year and it was getting towards senior year and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I still enjoy DJing, but I also wanted a life that would allow me to do whatever I wanted, but still 
enjoy the freedom of DJing. Should I decide I didn't want to necessarily be the DJ, I wanted something that would allow me to say, okay, well, I'm going to take two months and just go DJ because that's what I wanted. Um, so I looked around, I interned. This is like the one of the biggest secrets that I have. And I'm happy that I'm ready to share it. But when I was exploring the field and seeing what I wanted to do, I went and interned for a property management firm. At the time, I didn't know what property management was. I kept saying, what do y'all mean property management? So I figured it out. Then they, they actually hired me to do marketing. At the time, I wasn't that skilled at marketing like I am today. And I ended up getting fired from the internship. <laughs> so the great thing, though, is that when I got fired from that internship, I sat down and I realized that what I wanted to do was not necessarily necessarily manage the properties, but I wanted to own the properties. And then that allowed me to kind of understand, okay, well, in order to own the properties, what do you have to do? And you have to be a real estate developer to actually build and develop those properties. So that's how I decided to get my master's degree. But honestly, once I got my master's degree, I understood that there's a deeper tunnel that you can go through, if you will. And that's not just managing communities, but actually managing space and creating space where people live and raise families. And this is something that they call their own. So I would say that my interest in the field grew uh, parallel to me as a person. So it became less about the money that I could make. It's a lucrative field if, you know, if given the right opportunities, but it also became more about being able to provide space for people. So that's the like long, but short version of how I ended up here. I love that you just like went yes. around all the places like curiosity drove you. I love that because that's kind of how I fell into the industry too. Yeah. I did so many things and I was like, well, this isn't it. Oh, this isn't it. This isn't it. But yeah. it's cool to learn it all, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it all comes full circle at some point. You know, the circle is still evolving today. So what I think will circle today, it might not even be really full circle until 20 years down the line, you know, but it all makes sense. Yeah, I love it. Well, I know about Rocky is since I've known her several years and she is like a powerhouse worker. You have your hands in everything and learning so many different things too, not just development. Yeah. And how how do you think that helped you grow or start your business? I actually just realized within the first quarter of 2022 that I have a passion for enterprise. So an enterprise consists of a lot of different things, but Mm -hmm. um, so it's like branding, marketing, media, you need all these things to be able to run a really good enterprise. And I was grateful to realize those were actually all the things that I get excited about. So it's like, okay, it could seem like a person like me is all over the place, but what I'm kind of doing, if you will, is like dabbling in different departments. If I were in a corporate situation, it would be I'm dabbling in different departments of that large corporation, but I'm doing it on a more, you know, small business scale. That's awesome. That is really good. I need to think about that too, because people tell me that all the time. You're all over the place. Well, no, I'm just dabbling in a lot of things so that I can understand them all and be better at what I do. Exactly. Exactly. Being able to understand, like, even if it's not your everyday responsibility, being able to understand what goes into somebody else's responsibility allows for better collaboration and understanding. Yes. And it makes you a better leader. Yeah. Because you understand what your your people are doing, right? Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. And you're not limiting yourself at all. Right. <laughs> that too. 
At Gallagher, we believe that providing insurance, risk management, and business consulting services means being there to see you through every challenge, every step of the way. Our team in Greenville, South Carolina, focuses on bringing tailored insurance solutions to companies in our community and beyond. In an ever-changing world, we still believe in the power of the simplest thing, having a trusted partner by your side. We're proud to partner with organizations that share our values and commitment to enriching lives. That sounds like you might have said something to her about that in the past, did you, Angela? No, actually, I read it in her. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So the reason I said that is because Angela, and of course, the audience doesn't know this, but Angela and Rocky have been in a relationship for quite some time, just working together. And yeah, since 2018. Yeah. So do you mind telling us a little bit about that from both of your perspectives, as far as the mentorship uh, between the both of you? I know that you adore each other. I think the audience that, you know, if they're not already mentoring, or not already in a mentee position, I think just hearing your story is really going to help them understand why it's so important. So I would love for y'all to share that. Well, why don't I go first? Because mine's going to be real short. I'll let you kind of elaborate. But actually, Rocky is my first mentee, really. I mean, of course, there's been little ones along the way. But this one was, you know, one where we met at least quarterly, talk about things. But I considered her more than just a mentee because she also helped me in so many ways too. There were a lot of things that I needed to learn and and grow from and in our conversations, you know, they helped me as well. And I hope that anyone out there opens themselves up to this type of relationship because it's not just about you helping others. It's about them helping you as well. And for us, you know, ours kind of just fell into it, or at least that's how I saw it. Because one of my peers just that I sat on a board with just happened to notice that I was always out there talking about women in construction and that had become my passion. And I guess she knew that Rocky might have needed some guidance or maybe Rocky, you'd mention it to someone. And so she connected us and that's how it went. And so I'll let Rocky share the rest <laughs> from her perspective. That's awesome. Yeah, I think piggybacking off of that, I definitely say it just happened. Like we didn't have intentions on, you know, okay, you're going to be my mentor and this is what I need from you. Or it wasn't anything like that. So I think that represents how organic relationships really Mm -hmm. flourish. What I really get out of this relationship is just, it's not the normal relationship where, you know, I don't know what people think a mentorship is, but here is what I get from Angela. She pushes me to share the things that I'm doing because so often I'm just like doing a bunch of things. And I think that it's normal to do these Mm -hmm. things. And she's like, hey, you know, you should probably share this because everybody isn't doing this or maybe somebody would like to do it, but they don't know how to get started. And, you know, with you being young, you probably would encourage them. And it just allows me to have a different perspective because I guess she just champions me to celebrate the wins, the experience. And even when we're having this conversation about how we got started and when she had to write her article, it forced me to realize that we didn't really like, initially it was just like two people meeting each other and, hey, we like to hang out at coffee shops, but it kind of turned into something else, you know? Mm -hmm. And so whenever I'm telling somebody, I I always encourage people to find mentors, Mm -hmm. but I always say, find somebody that will be able to make space for you and not just hold the title of mentor. 
because actually being able to feel heard, listened to, and supported by somebody makes the world of a difference. Yeah, I love that. And honestly, mentorship can look like anything, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think, have in their head that I got to meet with somebody every week and that's mm-hmm. a lot of time or, you know, what does mentoring look like? And yeah. honestly, it's not complicated. Mm-mm. There's no application. No, nope. there's not. <laughs> like, honestly, the last time I asked for a mentor, um, I just told her, I said, I'm really looking for a mentor. And I felt like the Lord, you know, put you on my heart. And I was just wondering what you thought about it. And I want you to pray because I obviously don't want you to do it if it's not something that you want to do. And I loved that she was excited and felt like she was already prepared. And then, you know, I was excited because I felt like she was definitely the one and, but it doesn't look like anything structured. Yeah. You know, like it's a text every now and then. And if we have time to go have lunch, we go have lunch, but we don't have like this agenda. Like I think a lot of people think we don't have an agenda. We literally just have lunch and say, Hey, so how's things going at your house and how's work and I just love that, that it can look like anything. So I think a lot of people are concerned about being a mentor or even a mentee because of the time value. So I definitely want the audience to know, and this is a perfect example, the two of you, that it doesn't have to look like anything. It can look like whatever you want it to look like. And it works. And I do think trust is a big, you Mm -hmm, know, have to really trust because you're going to have conversations when you kind of hit on this to Rocky about, you know, that are authentic and that you have to share. I mean, cause you can't grow from not being that way and vulnerable. Yeah. So, right. But I, I do have to do it. Kudos to Rocky because she is now paying it forward. Yeah. I love it. Ways. Good job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's nervous. It. It, it's nerve wracking. And I was just a little worried about being a mentor because to be honest, I know that my path, was not and still is not the squeaky clean, straightforward path. I condone rebelling. I condone like going against the grain. <laughs> and I was like, well, would somebody want their child to kind of like follow this path? But so that's just some things that always um, some intrusive thoughts, if you will. Aside from that, I do think like eventually I'll be ready to have my own mentee. There's no perfect path. There's yeah. not. And it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. In the back of your head, you're like, you got to do everything perfect, but that's not true. It's not. And I'm an outside of the box thinker, like about everything. I never play in the box. Yeah. But your values and your mission and and what you want to do, whether they're inside the box or outside of the box, as long as you're in line with that, that's all that matters. Okay. Right. Like really, and truthfully, like I used to think that too, like I have to be perfect to be this mom. I'm a mom, right? Like you're a mentor, whether you want to be or not, right? So um, I used to think that I had to be perfect, but that's really not teaching um, our kids or our mentees how to handle confrontation. Like we prepare them by them watching us make mistakes and then saying, hey, I totally messed that up. And I know you saw it and I'm just going to tell you like what I did to fix it. I think that Mm -hmm. really teaches people better than what we say. You're right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. You're right. Anyway, that was just my thoughts. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. So don't be scared because what you have to bring to someone is of great value Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons, you know, and I I think you can be a mentor at my 15 year old's age. For sure. For sure. If she's got kids in her life that are struggling with certain things and she's not, I mean, being a mentor, um, 
you don't even have to call yourself a mentor, but just being there for people, right? And supporting them in their life and caring about what they do next. That's a good way to think about it. Thanks for that perspective. <laughs> You're welcome. I love everybody's different perspectives. And that's what um, I wanted to tell you earlier because Angela was saying she was learning more from you than she felt like you were learning from her, you know, something <laughs> along those lines. And I feel the same way. And so sometimes it's like super like fire building underneath me when I hear a new person in our industry that like totally is excited about it. And she's got all these great ideas. And I was like, wow, I forgot about all that. Right. Because the circumstance, because of everyday things. Actually, I know that I'm growing more than I feel like she's growing. So I I love that. So you're mentoring Angela and you don't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh she pushes me yeah yes <laughs> she holds me yes. accountable for a few things we just won't talk about those right now there we go i love it <laughs> hi don't forget women talk construction.com has a forum of community where we all get together and talk about what's going on in our lives We have workforce development opportunities, scholarships available. If you have them, please post them there. Um, We also have jobs, whether you need a job or whether you want a job filled. That's the place to be. And our network of amazing people are there to help make connections. So, Rocky, what... One of the hurdles that you mentioned that you find challenging or the biggest one is the access to capital. How have you navigated that? And how are you doing through that process right now? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would love information on your path. Yeah, I say access to capital because development is a cash intensive business. You need money to be able to, you know, carry through on a project hold yourself over before you actually begin the process or anything. And that was one of my biggest hurdles. I knew how to execute, but I did not have the capital to get a project going. And luckily I was able to connect with capital partners. I'm still open to finding more, but luckily I was able to reach out to a group that they had a project that they were looking to get started, but what they needed was more so somebody to actually carry the baton through the entire project. And that's where I was able to come in because one of my strong suits is execution, paying attention to the details and making sure that we were able to stay on schedule, on task and see it through. So I think being able to speak and have the conversations about what I could bring to the table helped me out instead of just saying, hey, I can do this. I can do that. Because I mean, to be honest, a lot of people can do those things, but it's also what made me unique was being able to sell those things. Mm-hmm. What I'm actually dancing around is trying to say, like, you also want to be somebody that people want to be around. Yeah, right. So aside from just saying I can I can get things done, but I was also able to be, you know, pretty charismatic as well. So well, relationships are big, right? And it sounds yeah. like you built a, a good, healthy partnership. OK, so great way to put it, because last week I had somebody reach out. They're looking for an investor and they're like. Hey, I'm looking for an investor. Want to know if you want to invest? Cool. How'd you find me? How do you know me? They're like, to be honest, I don't know you. I don't know. Maybe you're just an angel that fell out the sky and give money away. And I was like, no, that didn't make me want to be an investor. And I'm glad you used the relationship word because 
to be honest, it's about building relationships with mm-hmm. people, making sure they know who you are, what your values are, as you said earlier, Christy, you know, what you really stand for. Because yeah, there's a lot of people out there that's just throwing money everywhere. And right. I can find anybody, but you want to make sure. I think even when I met Christy for the first time, we talked about this once about like, you want to be with the right people, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. My message to anybody that's looking for a capital partner or, you know, saying I don't have the funds, but I know somebody else that does. It took a long time for me to realize this as an entrepreneur, but the money is always out there. You have to put your glasses on and find it. It's always out there, but you want to make sure you get it from the right place. Because mm, if you get point. it from the wrong place, you may be miserable. Yeah. You may start to feel like you're working for the money instead of the money actually, you know, making the situation better. I love that. I, I do that too. is so good. And I needed to hear that. You know, many of our conversations with folks that are entrepreneurs share just this, right, Christy? Yeah. Yes. Relationships. Yeah. And you need to be careful and you need to find your values align. Find your people. Right. Yeah. Now, because not everybody's your people. They don't have yeah. the same values. They don't line up with what your vision is for the future. And it may not be a bad thing, but it it doesn't typically work if you don't have the same vision going forward, right? Right. Money's important because we have to pay bills, but it's not the end all be all of everything. Like your integrity and your honesty and how you do business is more important than money for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So because Rocky and I've only gotten to have lunch one time together, I don't know what you do for fun other than DJing, which I think is super cool, by the way. So what else do you do for fun? Tell me what you do to like unwind and get all the stuff that we were talking about out of your head for a minute so that you can rest and reset. Well, uh, I just started running. Nice. Mm. I don't want to say a long distance runner, but I just completed my first 10 mile relay race. It was a fun race. Nice. Yeah, so Congratulations. I like to do Thank you so much. Yes. I like to do stuff like that. And of course, anything creative, I like to just do for fun. So my food page, my food media brand, it really is just for fun. Um, but luckily, a lot of people enjoy it. So that brings me joy to be able to share that with people. Mm-hmm. The food looks awesome, by the way. Thank you. Food <laughs> equals joy, right? Food equals joy. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you live in the South. Oh, for sure. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> anything, anything regarding creativity, uh, moving my body. I just really got into like physical fitness um, during COVID. So like running, working out. I enjoy that stuff. Of course, it's it's for like mental well-being and everything, but it also just is something I like to do for fun. I'm pretty adventurous. Like if you say, hey, Rocky, do you want to go do X? I'm probably going to say, yeah, just to try it out. So, cool. um, so you're going to try it at least once. And if you don't like it, once. you're probably not going to do it again. Yes. That's oh, how I another am. one of my habits is they kind of cancel each other out. But one thing that I really enjoy doing is I just pick this habit up. I like um, every now and then, maybe like twice a quarter, I go to cigar lounges. They are nah, very cool. I love to smoke a good cigar. Really? We should smoke one yes. together. Yes. I would love that. That is so funny. Yeah. I just learned a new thing about both of y'all. Yes. So yes. I, I go with my husband because he loves cigars and I love the way they smell. So I always go with yes. him and I always go in the humidors. And then like, instead of getting my own cigar, I just kind of like 
sit there on the couch and like he'll <laughs> hand it over to me and I'm like, oh, that tastes so good, you know? So that's yeah. so funny. I love it. Yeah. So that's something else I like to do, but sometimes I'll feel bad about it because I'm like, is it healthy? Is it the healthiest thing to do? No, but I enjoy it. So, well, anything in moderation is not bad for you, right? Well, there you I, go. I don't know. I kind of feel that way. I think if, if we too. do anything in excess, whether it be work or running or whatever the case may be, smoking, I think that that's never a good thing. But, you know, I think God created us to enjoy our lives. And if it's yes. something that you like and you're not like abusing it, I think that's a, I mean, it's just who you are. It's your personality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a lot of people listening that will not believe that I love to smoke a good cigar. So no. we just told the whole world everything <laughs> about about ourselves there, Rocky. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on with us today. I loved it and I enjoyed um, getting to know you a little bit better too. Yes, thank you, Rocky. Thank you. I know our audience is going to love to hear just all the encouragement that you have and the drive and the um, tenacity to be able to completely pivot. You pivoted. I love that. And thank you for sharing that with our audience. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks for having me, y'all. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.